In October, the cannabis industry reconvened in Las Vegas for the annual trade show MJ BizCon, put on by Marijuana Business Daily. As part of that event, Business of Cannabis sat down with industry leaders at the show to discuss their business, the current state of the cannabis industry, and what they were seeing on the road ahead. This conversation was part of that series. What follows is a conversation with Colin Bambury and Spencer Sangara of THC in Vancouver. We wanted to connect with the THC team to talk about the differences between the U.S. and Canadian markets, but also about how operating as a legacy and now legal operator Vancouver has been for the THC team and how the products and regulations moving forward are able to create a thriving industry in Vancouver and beyond. Colin and Spencer, thanks for being here. Thank you. I saw you at the airport in Vancouver, uh, but now we're here. And tell us first, like first thoughts about the show. Like when you walked in, we're like, did anything strike you as awesome or shit? It's definitely the biggest cannabis conference in the world. That's, that's true for sure. I mean, I've been to a bunch of other ones of you up too, like Lyft and all those kind of ones walking in, man, and just seeing like the amount of boost, the amount of people, all that. It's, it's a cool experience for sure. Yeah. yeah. Those are first thoughts. You? <laughs> yeah, man. It's definitely the biggest one I've been to. I've only been to Lyft before. Um, it's cool. You know, it's obviously a lot of stuff for growing and extracting and stuff like that, but it's still, we, uh, still really cool few booths we went to made some good connections. So it's blessed to be here. Good. And talk a little bit about sort of how the business is going in Vancouver, because I mean, I think all of Canada, whether we admit it or not, look to sort of BC as the birthplace of cannabis and one that we all sort of aspire to be. Um, is it, I I think there was also this feeling that it was going poorly. I think we're, I think we're ahead of our, ahead of, uh, projections. Yeah. You know, like I've been in the industry a long time. I've had my story for a lot of years and, uh, I always told people it'd probably be five years before we have any products in the store that were smokable for connoisseurs like myself, you know, but I think we're three years in now and we got a lot of products in the store that are actually dank, man. Like I'm smoking myself. I feel good about smoking and, you know, I didn't think that was going to be happening for five years. So I would say we're ahead of my projections. So we're doing good. It's funny. I I was, I was interviewed or something. They asked that exact question. Like, what does it take to build an industry in Canada? And that's initially it was, there need to be products that people that the cannabis consumer and, and right, wants to smoke, oh, sure. wants to consume. And I guess three years is better than five years. And, and from your perspective, that's happening now. And I guess, We're still and, not fully there yet. We got a lot of work to do. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done with the infrastructure and like, you know, how we buy and stuff like that. But I, I would say we're definitely heading in the right direction. And, and they want, like, I guess this is, this, we had a lot of conversations, not just about Canada, but also about emerging markets here. Like they have to be that way right? That you are the people they want in this space, right? Like it's people that have a following, people that have a brand, people who were following from the legacy market to now, like they actually, they need you in it. Like, so the regulations being too high to like keep you out is not particularly helpful for the legal industry. It's definitely over-regulated right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, hopefully in a few years, we'll be able, they'll be able to loosen up on a lot of these things because I think they, they can understand their, uh, their own worst problem right now. You know, they could be making way more money by loosening things up, you know? If they had just kept the same model that we had all those years before, and they just taxed that, they would have been 10 times more profitable, but they wanted to change everything. So, you know, now we're in this situation, but I would say, you know, it's going to be a few years before things are where they should be. I guess the, on the positive, like you're saying on the product side, at least it's getting there, right? So like one, not one thing at a time, but it's, it's good to hear that like, on the product side, it's, it's, 
it's faster than one might have expected. For sure. And they're definitely linked together. I mean, obviously the regulations changing are allowing more micro producers to get into the industry easier. So all those people coming from the legacy market, it's a little bit easier for those guys to get in uh, and actually, you know, sell their product to us. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, on the regulation side, there's, there's been a few positive changes recently too. I mean, delivery is now something that we can uh, facilitate uh, across the province. So that's, I mean, obviously really exciting. Can you actually deliver across the province? Yeah, technically we're allowed to deliver all across BZ. We, uh, we, uh, we usually, you know, our, our, our region for delivery is kind of the greater Vancouver area, but we go pretty far. We go, you know, Surrey, uh, all the way out to White Rock, Langley, those kind of places. So we're definitely kind of facilitating the whole greater Vancouver area. Um, but hoping that, you know, hoping that one day we'll be able to have the regulations change where we can have like warehouses in different yeah. parts of the province and like a facilitate and spug, whatever it's called. Exactly. We should facilitate spoken hub model or whatever it is. Is that cause right now? So <laughs> the facility, I mean, we, we can't store product off. Uh, offsite. So everything's on our location in our store on Main Street, downtown Vancouver. So if we could have product, you know, it would be amazing if we could like have a product warehouse in Whistler. Whistler doesn't have uh, stores, but if we could do delivery there, uh, it would be amazing. But obviously we can't facilitate our driver driving back. Well, sorry, just pause there for a second. Yeah. Cause this is the thing. Like they don't have a legal store there. <clears throat> you can, we deliver to any hotel and yeah. you want, like, and they'll do it very discreetly. Any hotel walk in with like, so it's, it's, it's a little bit like, why wouldn't I let you do it? And I, I'm not a regulator, but why wouldn't I let you do it where I'm going to know that it's being done well and regulate all that versus like basically a freak for all in Whistler. Like it's, no, it is crazy. I mean, like you're not going to stop cannabis from being sold and being smoked. So you might as well let the people who are already going through your system, already licensed under your uh, regulatory you know, system, uh, have the chance to, to sell it. But yeah, yeah it is crazy. <laughs> I, but it, and I think this is the thing, like every jurisdiction, whether international or, or American, like is thinking about this now and maybe weren't before. Like New York, we've been in New York two weeks ago and it's like, they're trying to figure out how to welcome people in from consumption lounges to delivery services to, you know, dispensaries now. Like, how do we welcome you in? Because until or unless we do, or the restrictions are too tight or burdensome, like people won't come in. Yeah. But if you, if you open it up, it, it serves everybody's purpose, money, like more taxes. And you actually bring legacy consumers, legacy dispensaries, legacy delivery into the fold. I actually really like seeing that a lot of these new states that are legalizing have that kind of, I don't know what they call it, but equity mindset, yeah, yeah. they're trying to bring people from the legacy, trying to bring, you know, minority owners, those kind of things, um, to the, to the legal market. Like, I really like that mindset. I feel like we didn't have much of that in Canada. It was really just here you go. And it ended up being, you know, a lot of suits running these giant companies. Are you calling me a suit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> today. Like a general prize of one. Um, uh, I want to thank you for coming in because I, I, I love the perspective, um, and the passion. Um, but, but also I'm not calling you criticism, but ways it could be better. And hearing about that from you guys is important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, don't want to make it sound like we're criticizing too. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're. I think it. I think the legal market is great. You know, and especially a guy like myself who's been in the gray market for so long. I would say it's better than I thought it was going to be for sure. It's a ringing endorsement. Hell yeah! Man. <laughs> it really, really is. You know what, man? There's no feeling like uh, taking a legal paycheck home, man. You know, that, that's what I'll say. You know, before you couldn't really do that. So, right. You know, it's a major blessing. Well, good. Well, thanks for coming by. We really look forward to seeing you. Uh, in Vancouver, maybe in Toronto someday, the whole bit. Of course. Take care, Matt. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That was Colin Bambury and Spencer Sangara of THC in Vancouver, recorded at MJ BizCon 2021. This podcast was recorded at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas in October 2021. For more information about Business of Cannabis, please visit businessofcannabis.com and follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.